This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Oh, this is exciting. Hello, ladies. Hello. Out in the country again. Oh, I know. What's it like getting out of the big smoke? Kate, why are you wearing sunglasses? It's overcast. I'm a bit frightened of going into your house. <laughs> I've seen it on the gram and I, I'm just not sure it's going to be for me. I agree you, it's actually brighter inside my house than it is outside today. Oh but God. I can't I wait might stay to here. show you. I can't wait to show you. Come on, come on, come inside. Hello and welcome to The Great Indoors. The podcast which reveals everything you ever needed to know about interiors and explains how to make it all really work for you in your home. I'm Kate Watson-Smythe. And I'm Sophie Robinson. And I've got to admit, I'm utterly overexcited right now for so many reasons. First... It's a real joy to welcome you all to the start of a brand new series. What are we on now? Series, series nine. Yep. Then it's an utter treat to be in the same place as Kate. We have escaped the duvet dens once again. And we are absolutely over the moon that the great indoors has now been downloaded over one million times. 1,023,062 actually, last time I looked. Not that I'm checking obsessively or anything. Anyway, it's really not what we expected when we started this whole thing off. So thank you to every single one of you who has ever tuned in to listen to us argue about cushions and paint and wallpaper, the joy of grey, the delights of brave ground. Stop, 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 because today... We have a real treat for you, which is the next reason why I'm so overexcited. Because today, after months and months and months and months of lockdown decorating, I get to show off my house. And Kate, you'll be amazed to hear that I've actually completed my office 
the living room, the bathroom, the shower room. I've re-judged the guest bedroom. And today, the 8th of October, I launch my new online course. And you, oh, Kate, you're just going to love it. Am I going to hate it? You're going to love it. <laughs> it's called Bold, Brave and Beautiful Interiors. And essentially, I thought it was about time that I shared kind of my design philosophy, really, and what it takes to create an interior that is just full of colour and joy and pattern and lifts you up. I mean, even you yourself have been coming over to the colourful side, yellow kitchens, bright green culottes. You've been tempted. They're so, not culottes. What were Pantaloons. I mean, oh, <laughs> I'll take the bright green, but they are not culottes. What do you got? Palazzo pants. They're trousers. <laughs> They're trousers. All right. <laughs> Okay, so I'm clearly not a specialist in fashion, but one thing I do know about is decorating with bold colour. So there's a whole course. You can knock yourself out. Right, well, show me this house then. I was suppose I better take my sunglasses off. <laughs> oh, God, where do we start? She's going in. Well, we're in the hallway, which you'll notice not a lot has changed, but can you, can you I will. I will changed? tell you something that's changed in the hall. Now there is blinds. Yes. And who chose those blinds? You chose those blinds. I chose oh, those you're blinds. So, you're so pleased. I'm so pleased. They're very plain blue and white. With a bit of black. It's quite a jazzy print. It's a it's an Ottoline de Vries print. It's called um, Spot and Arrow. But what was interesting is we were chatting, as we like to do, don't we, have our little decorating chats. And I was like, I haven't been able to choose a blind fabric. I've got quite a strong pattern floor tile, very deep, rich blue walls, this electric pink stair runner. So what to put at the windows? And you advised that <laughs> I should leave my pink stair runner to be the hero in the room. I did. And go for fabric that colour-wise, is just blending in with the blue and white theme. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what? She's right. Oh, yes. <laughs> My work here is done. But I think you, raise, you, you actually highlight a really good point that if you are decorating in quite a strong colour palette, it's this balance of it tipping over into being a bit of a hot mess and you sometimes need to just rein it back in and recognise which parts of the room you really want to pop. And I think I would say, because... I wouldn't use colours perhaps as bright or as many as you do, but there is a sort of uh, a guideline, if you like, or that runs through it, which is your hall is essentially blue and white and you've got this very strong hot pink stair runner and that's just kind of on its own standing out mm. and as you say the hero I'm not sure I like to say the hero piece but you know that's I don't, the, what's wrong with saying hero I don't know piece? it's a, I don't know it's a funny is it, I don't is like it a bit it. 80s ballad yeah I the hero don't sing now she's gonna sing oh, I had to wear sunglasses and now she's singing the other point I want to just flag up, though, as well, when it comes to decorating with bold, bright colours, is I think a hallway is a wonderful place to experiment because it's just a room you tend to move through. Yeah. And I also think you should pick a colour you absolutely love. So for me, this electric blue has always been one of my most favourite colours. I'm never going to tire of it. I don't care whether it's in fashion or out of fashion. I've always loved it. So I've invested in it. Yes, it's it's in the hallway up the stairs and all the way across the landing and it links all my rooms together. When you open that door and you're coming back from work or the supermarket or, or just in from the rain, you need something that's going to make you feel happy and welcomed and not, you know, so many halls are just full of clutter and bikes and scuffed and paint and dirty colours. And really neutral. People and really just don't neutral. go for it in that hallway. And it's like an afterthought of a room, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so you come in and you feel sort of attacked by your hall. You know, I've, I've had a line in the book saying, you know, when you come in is your hall saying lovely to see you put your coat here have a little drink go through there oh, or is drink. it saying oh, drink in your drink in <laughs> or is your hall saying to you 
What are you doing here? There's no room. Don't put that there. That's going to fall over. Get out of the way. Go to another room. And I think that's the key. The hall is almost the most important room in the house. Yeah. Because it sets the tone for everything yeah, else. It, Lucy agrees with me. She's coming through. Oh, Hello, yeah, Lucy. She loves it in here. We've got underfloor heating as well under these tiles. Oh, so she is that loves, what she likes? She loves hanging out in here. <laughs> OK, well, lead on then. We might as well go into your office first because that's sort of where we're standing. And this... I knew this one was coming up. This is this <laughs> very bright House of Hackney pink wallpaper, which I think you've had, I'm going to say, for a while. It is the wallpaper that I had in my wish list box for a very long time because when they launched this print in this particular colourway, which is very bubblegum pink, my heart just absolutely sang a chorus. You know, when you just have that reaction to a print or pattern or a piece of artwork or an object, you just get that rush of adrenaline of the love. tingle the tingle anyway I've showed it to my husband straight away I was like look at this he was like over in my dead body is that coming in our house <laughs> it's quite full-on so I didn't throw away I kept it and I thought maybe one day I'll find somewhere for it and again I think this is all part of my philosophy is to really listen to those heartfelt reactions when you see something you love and if it if you haven't got a place for it right there and then, don't throw it away, hold it, put it in your inspiration box. It's a box. long game. Interior it's a design long is a long game. game, particularly where partners are involved. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I will say that. Yes. <laughs> so what happened is if you remember probably the last time you were standing in this office, it was all white. And that was my that was my design disaster, which again is an you know, I should know my own mantra. If you chicken out of something, it's always the wrong decision. So I have mm. so many people coming to me. It's like, oh, I really love this bold blue or this dark green, but I'm worried and nervous. And I always think, actually, that's when you should follow it. Because what is the default? Oh, you're just going to go grey or beige or neutral because that's safer. In my experience, that's always the wrong decision. If you feel in your heart you'd like something brighter. And I think you do. I think we've forgotten how to listen to our instinct in many ways. I mean, I've spoken to people who've said, oh, you know, I really wanted this colour, but then I thought it might not be quite sensible and I might not like it yes, for a long time. don't listen so to the sensible exactly. voice. So I went for a slightly paler version and six months in, I've got used to the paler version and now I'm a bit bored and yes. I wish I'd gone for the brighter one. And that always seems to happen. So I think absolutely, you know, you've got to... Go with it if you, that's your gut. You've got to listen to your heart and listen to your gut and then see it through. And I suppose that's why I wanted to share my design process and my methodology, if you like, because it is about seeing it through. But if you've got a bit of know-how, then that can strip away the fear. There's one phrase that sticks in my mind, which is, in order to be confident, you have to be courageous first. And I thought that oh, was I like that. excellent. So yeah, you know, gone is the white room, which was my personal decorating disaster. I'll hold up my hand to that. What was I thinking? Well, it didn't work for you. I did wonder. I did say at the time, yes, this isn't going to work did. for no, you. No, it, it totally didn't. And now one of the reasons why I've got this paper on the walls is because we've taken this room on as my home office. So I actually get to say what goes in here but Tom in all fairness to him when he saw it on all four walls that's the other thing this is no feature wall strategy this is an all four wall strategy of pattern he absolutely loves it in here he thinks it's awesome but I also think that you make a point there again with vibrant colours and vibrant wallpapers people think oh I don't you know it'll be too much if I wrap the room in it so they do this one feature wall it looks like you weren't confident mm. enough. So what you're doing then is you're drawing attention to the very vibrant pattern and saying, hmm, I wasn't sure. And I think people will then yes. look at it and go, oh, they weren't sure. So I don't think I like it either. Whereas when you wrap oh, it, you're going, philosophy. look at this. 
this, I liked it. And people come in and go, oh, yeah. I mean, you may not like it, but you can see that it's a, a choice that's been made and it's bold and it's confident yeah, and, you and it own works. it. And I yeah. think you, you sort of pick up on a really interesting point here about what do other people think? This is your home. What do you love? How do you want to feel in it? I mean, you and I are great friends, but I totally appreciate that some of these rooms is not your vibe, but you're still going to come around and have a glass of wine, a cup of tea and record a podcast with me, aren't you? With my sunglasses yeah. on. <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's like decorate for yourself, not to impress other people. And I think that's another concern. If you're going for this real maximalist, full-on colour pattern mash, again, it's keeping the balance, stopping it all being a bit too hot mess. And by having quite a restricted colour palette, which believe it or not, I do have quite a tight palette. Well, this colour is palette. effectively, this room is what? Pink, blue and white. Yeah, and orange and lilac and lime But green. those are the smaller, you know, you're, you're, if you were to yeah, come in here foundation for 30 colours. seconds, if you were to run in here and run out and do like the tray memory test, what colour is Sophie's office? You're going to say it's pink and blue. Yeah, which is another part of my room recipe is to have colours in different proportions. And I sort of talk about finding three hero, hero colours. Main, main, <laughs> principal. <laughs> Principal colours, three main ones, just the three. And then um, and then they sort of create your foundation, if you like. And I know there's lots of interior designers out there who says you can have no more than three colours in a room. And clearly I'm not, I'm not abiding. myself. <laughs> I'm not abiding by that. But I think, you know, three main ones and then you can build up as many as you want after that. And I would then make that point because actually my house is probably three colours so you've got three main colours and then lots of little contrasting ones I've probably got three colours in my house which is pink chocolate and let's go cream mm -hmm. but my other colours within that because there will be a lot more but they'll be tonal so I will have pink in everything from burgundy to maybe a bit of neon and brown oh, in right. shades from wood to chocolate and milk mm -hmm. so we've actually got the same principle behind it your interpretation of it is that it's very bright and high contrast and mine is similar philosophy but much more yeah moderated which is the beauty of it really and I think with my online courses I would hate anybody to just go out and do copycat interiors and all end up with the same house that looks like mine that that's not what this There'd is be about nowhere for me to go <laughs> yeah. but you can take how I've made this work which I appreciate is quite high vibration Find your own colours. And you know already that I'm really passionate about people finding their own colours because I think that is the route to all happiness. Uh, find your own happy colours, but then follow the process and the recipe to then getting it right. What are you going to show me lesson. now? Now, I know Where there's do you been... want to go next? Well, I think there's been much talk of a sofa, hasn't there? Which I believe it's you, quite I bright. Think, I think you will love this. You think I will? I do. A chin safer. What's not to like? Um... Well, how long have you got? <laughs> oh, but I do. I do oh, like it. Do you know do why I like it? Like well, that. I like it for many reasons, but it's, for me, lovely soft colours. Like, that's the... Oh, you like the palette? Because that's a very... You know, again, we've got the orange, the pink, the cobalt blue. So again, it's my family of colours, but I suppose it's spread out over a kind of neutral background. It's on a fabric. neutral background, and so I actually find that, that quite restful. Are you restful. actually saying that's the bit you like? You like the cream in the fabric? <laughs> No, but it's interesting because obviously it's not the same of the, as the House of Hackney wallpaper, but let's just take the two ideas, which are two patterns with very big, bold, splashy flowers on it. But the House of Hackney wallpaper is on this bubblegum pink background, which you've said, 
And I find that I've slight yes. heart palpitations. Yes. Can you hear? Yes. I can't quite speak. Um, whereas looking at that sofa, which is on a neutral, I'm going ecru background, and mm -hmm. I'm thinking that I find beautiful and restful, and yet yes. they are from the same family of strong pattern. Well, and they're and they're both quite traditional chintzes. And this is another part of my room recipe and my colour palette is you'll probably notice that there is a bit of a chintzy floral in every room. So we've got the floral wallpaper in the kitchen, there's a chintzy chest of drawers in the hallway, the chintz in the office, and then the chintz sofa in here. And again, I think what that's doing is visually is, yes, there's loads going on, but there's a thread. And with my fabrics, I choose very different but similar in theme there's always a stripe there's always a chintz there's always a geometric that's what i love and you have done it certainly to perfection well we're oh gosh we've got that on record haven't we kate taylor producer she just said i've done that to perfection she just yes said and that. then i had to stop because did that. you notice i choked on my own words <laughs> <laughs> and couldn't get them out so um i'm gonna do take two and say what you have done here really quite well You've done quite well, Sophie, with you've got pattern and colour in the hall and a version of a striped blind. You've got the vibrant pattern in the office and a ticking stripe curtain. And then we come into the sitting room and again, lots of pattern explosions all over the place and a striped curtain. And I love that idea of floral and stripe. Mm, it's a good mix, isn't it? And I think that's the thing as well is... I love chintzes and florals because they've got lots of energy and there's lots of movement in them. But to stop it all just becoming too hectic, that's why I then love the kind of calmness and balance that a sharp stripe then sort of slices through the pattern, if you like. Oh, exciting news. We've just had the planning permission. She's so extension. excited she's interrupting herself. Planning permission for what? <laughs> planning permission for? Um, to knock through this living room and put the kitchen dining room down here. Because our kitchen is at the north end of the house with the view of the parked cars, whereas this is where all the views are. This is where the garden is. And you can't, frustratingly, it's always frustrated us about this house. You can't see the garden from any of the windows because they're all really small and really high. So this is incredibly exciting. And this is very much Tom's project. He is desperate for big wraparound glassy windows. He literally wants to feel like he lives in the garden. That is his heart's desire. And we're working with Sarah Mitchell, who we've had on the podcast, and we've already touched on this, designing the garden. So it's a big, big project for us next year. This is so exciting. That. So the kitchen, which I love, what happens oh, yeah, to the kitchen? Does happens? that become some sort of fabulous yes. pantry? Or? No. It's going to be a little TV snug. So oh, I think what's really nice about this is this is all going to be massively open plan. But I'm also aware that... I like quite a nook to retire to in the evening. I, yeah. It's really interesting working with Tom. He he wants to feel like he lives in the garden. I want to live in a cave. Like we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, and that, people, is how happy their marriage is. And I just want a really lovely, cosy fire. And so yeah. I'm thinking of turning that into a TV room, which will probably get taken over by Arthur. I was going to say, that's a, that's a future teenage boy yeah. hangout. So the key question you're saying is you've done the old part of the house. Is yes. he is he choosing the colour of the kitchen? Well, he... Um, um, she says, um... He, he has definitely had a no more pink. All right. Uh, so he's, law he's, has been passed. He's starting to voice his opinions. He, he is definitely voicing his opinions. Do you not need a bit of pink for your red thread, yeah, though? Yeah, obviously, okay, there's going to be pink. I was Shh, I'm saying this quietly because he's upstairs, but, you know. Oh, yes. Obviously, there's going to be some <laughs> But also, because isn't it not going to involve redecorating this sitting room if yeah, it's all open plan? Yeah, it will, because we'll have to actually change the ceiling and the, you know, 
So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of planning before I start picking paint colours in there. Having said that, I'm amazed you haven't said anything about my new rug yet. Are you just refusing to acknowledge? We're not talking about the rug. <laughs> I'll fill you in, shall we? So there's a backstory to this. There's a backstory to the rug. So I regular listeners might know I recovered my library chairs a few months ago in some Orla Kylie fabric, nice. which is sort of emerald green and pink, and they are lovely. And I needed a new rug in that room. And because the chairs are quite vibrant, certainly for me, I thought I'd have a classic Benny, having been to Morocco. So I said to Sophie, I said, I think one I'm going to have design one of those Benny rugs in the library because, you know, it's filled with books and it's quite dark and I need a light rug. And there was a, there was a pause and then there was a snort and then there was, don't be such a cliche, I won't <laughs> let you have a rug like that. Everybody has those rugs, you can't have one. Oh, I said, oh, oh, well, maybe you're right, I said. Well, <laughs> difficult, because I really had fancied one, but yes, I'll take that on board and find something else. So, you know, I looked around various rugs and trialled them, and in the end, I found one, which is a Benny rug, which I bought from Josephine at Anne Sunday Story, and it's a vintage Benny, but it's pink. It's quite a bright pink pattern in it, and and I do love it. And Sophie did still say that I was a bit of a cliché. Well, no, I didn't I like the pink. Lo and behold, yeah. we walk in, yeah. and what's she got? I know. A Benny in brown and cream. <laughs> Which, you know, I could have had in my house. And she's Mrs. Pattern Queen. She could have had all the pattern in her house and left me the monotone, monochrome, boring cream rug. But no. No, it's fine. I'm not better at all. I'm over it. It's fine. Talk to me about your You're rug. You're never going to get over it. You're never going to get over it. I mean, it's true. I have been looking for a rug for the living room forever. And again, this is where I just want to hold my hand up and say, look, you know, I've been doing design for years and I work in design, but it's still really hard sometimes to make the right decisions yeah. for your own home. Like it just takes time to find the right thing. And then the chintz sofa arrived and then I've got my tapestry patchwork bench and then the sofa footstool's got a pattern on it. Then the gallery wall of artwork is quite vibrant. Here comes Lucy. Oh, Lucy. She's got an oh, opinion. she loves the Benny rug. She's, it's really cosy. Sorry, don't put that in. That's my dog voice. <laughs> no, please it's do. embarrassing. That's not for public. It's no, it's in, I love it. Actually, that's, that was her voice. That's the way, that's exactly. the way she talks. She talks yeah, yes. exactly. I have a sneaking suspicion that Enid's from Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> she so is. Anyway, um, we'll have to get them on the podcast, Kate, clearly. <laughs> so, I think you were talking about getting it wrong. I'm trying to justify myself, <laughs> dig myself out of this huge hole. Anyway, um, and again, you're right, and pattern and geometrics. And honestly, I looked at so many and visualised them and blah, blah, blah. And in the end, I thought, I just need something, because it's quite dark, actually, this li living room. It's not the brightest, thanks to the 1980s conservatory blocking all the light. But um, this has been transformational, going for an all-cream rug, bouncing the light up in the room. And yes, it is a... It, I'm going to say it's a classic, not a cliche, Kate. Is that oh, all right? that's where you're going, is it? It's a classic, not a cliche. Is it a hero piece in this room? No, the sofa's the hero piece. Okay. Which is, I think, why I needed to go quiet on the floor, because otherwise I would take the attention away from my... Should we just go back to talking about the sofa and Anyhow, what yes, perfection moving that on. <laughs> are, we, are we going upstairs? Onwards, come on. Now, this upstairs. is this is quite a lot of newness, isn't it? There's a lot of newness. Oh, this, is, this is where I'm putting the sunglasses oh. back on. Oh. 
it is quite bijou. Very bijou. It's it very is bijou. bijou. So, so you're in I'm, the room you're now. now can you hear the echo? I am now standing in the shower. <laughs> Look, she loves it. She's in yellow heaven. Look at that. Look at you standing there surrounded by yellow. You love it. Yellow is your soul colour. This is a yellow I can do business oh, with. You can do because it's a it. kind of pale mustardy yellow. Mm. But I'll tell you what I like. You're thinking I'm gonna say the vibrant floor. It's not that. What I like is that you have done a two-tone oh, she tile loves two -tone. She loves and two -tone. I like the fact that the yellow tiles go up to what would effectively be the top of the shower and then there's a band of sort of cream tiles that oh, go up to the tiles. ceiling are they white yeah that I love that and then you've got the pink loo and yeah, basins the for the vibrant basin. color yeah yeah I put the um I put the white tiles on the top quarter band with the white ceiling really because I thought the yellow's strong but I I literally didn't want you to feel like a banana when you're standing in here. And I think it just helps bring a bit of light. Well, and actually, because it matches the ceiling, it does that trick where it makes, mm. you know, brings the ceiling down over the top of the walls and therefore makes the room feel slightly bigger. Now, it is small, as I've said. What is it? A metre? No, but yeah, more it's than a metre wide. wide. Yeah, the whole room is a metre by just over two metres. So you've it's got tiny. in here a shower a basin and a loo mm -hmm. in a metre by two metres. Mm -hmm. And you've got a little sort of table is that a so table ceramic stool, stool yeah to rest your shampoo on but there's no glass no, and I can right. see that there sort of isn't room for glass because where would it slide well, there to used or to open be glass to? in here there used to be a cubicle with a sliding door but the effect was you just felt like you're in a really tiny cramped room with a tiny shower and yes it still is compact but by opening it up and putting a wet room tray in and tiling on top and getting rid of the screen and the floor slopes so the water doesn't obviously pour out into the hallway it all drains towards the drain um you've got so the water would there. splash onto the basin which a is fine bit. but it's not going to splash as far to... as the loo because yeah. i think that's the other thing isn't it that sort of calculation of splash zone yes um and so obviously Good to know if anybody's thinking maybe of en suites or squeezing in sort of nice shower rooms in a small space, a metre wide. And I think actually a standard shower tray can be 800 wide, isn't mm -hmm. it? But I mean, I suppose by the time you've got the walls on it. So you need a metre by two metres, which would give you space for a basin and a loo. Do it as a wet room. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. There you go. Good tip. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. And then have fun on the floor. I think the thing is for me with small rooms, they can really lack personality. Yeah. So I think I always try and get a really bold, preferably oversized pattern in a small space. Um, there's also some pattern at the window with the blind. Um, but it's all about this fantastic floor. And also that's my colour palette there. There you'll see we've got the pink, the yellow, the blue that links to the hallway. And there's a little bit of dark red in there too. And that's my palette, which links us into the room next door. Are you ready to leave? You like it near, aren't you? I, I do quite well. I, you know, I like a bit of pink and yellow. And I, I like, very practically, the idea that you can fit a whole shower room into a space that small. Well, the other mm. nice thing is it keeps the loo and the shower out of the bathroom, which has then allowed me to create a room which is a room with a bath. It doesn't which have is a, the dream. It yes. doesn't have a shower or a, or a loo in here. So it literally is a room to have a, have a soak in. 
So therefore, because there's no shower or loo in here, I've designed it as I, as I would a living room. There's a wood floor in here, which feels so much nicer. Is that actually tiles. wood, not laminate? Oh, it's, it's proper wood and it's not tiles. Wood. No, and mm. there's something to mention. You can have a wood floor in a bathroom, but whoever you get it from is probably not going to give you the warranty with it because they're not designed for wet rooms. But I'm confident because there's not a shower in here and I'm not bathing toddlers every night, yeah. it's not going to get very wet. So I had the conversation with Claybrook Studio, who I got the floor from, and they said, ordinarily, we wouldn't advise... But you can have it, but we won't warranty it. I've got floorboards in my bathroom. I mean, they're yeah. just original floorboards and they've got great big gaps in them. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> always slightly worried that the person in the room below might get drips on. Um, but yes, I can see why why they're not designed for it. The other thing that has intriguing me is you are standing in front of the basin. Mm. And and I see there, there's oh, a rail. Yes, it's, it's Are you yet. going? She's going to okay. have a skirt. The, the plan is to put a little skirt of fabric around here, which I think will look so pretty. But again, in hush voices. Why are we hushing? Half doesn't know about that yet. So it's breaking him in slowly. Because no. if I said I was going to put a skirt around it, he wouldn't be able to. So I just wanted him to see Does he it. come in? He doesn't come in here. He doesn't really come in here, no. So but I think it'll just turn up one day and I'll just pop it up and he won't notice. So we've got here roughly a wallpaper, which, well, it's a bit Kandinsky, isn't it? Yeah, a bit Paul it's Clay, amazing, but it's, it's dots it? and stripes and curves. Mm. You've got a striped blind, yes. a rug, another Moroccan yeah, rug. Yeah, the Moroccan rug's a bit, of a, a bit of a thread through my house. I've got one on the landing, one in here, and obviously... So I'm the assuming the basin skirt yeah, is going, going to be? be floral. Yeah! Yes! <laughs> Big flowers. Yeah, vint- I'm looking for a nice bit of vintage... Because you can probably buy a remnant. Yeah. And that's another thing, isn't it? Just finding remnants of materials for cushions or even blinds where they might have a small window. Yeah. So is it going to match this painting? Well, that, that's the other place where I can get my florals in is obviously in the artwork. And I wasn't planning on that particular piece, but I went to Arding Nye Antiques Fair a couple of weeks ago. And I think this is another thing that's really interesting. When you get a vision for your home and you get a colour palette firmed up really early on... I then sort of get this sort of magpie eye where I only see things yes, that are going to work in true. my scheme. And you go to somewhere like an antiques fair, which is just visually overwhelming. There's so mm. much stuff. Because I was like, right, this is my colour palette. When I saw that painting on a stand, I just like, bathroom, that's going to be perfect. And I positioned it. It was really funny when I put this post on Instagram, someone messaged me and said, I really like your bathroom, but it's just hurting me so much that the picture's <laughs> not central to the bath. <laughs> I love hanging things off I centre, love but I know you things. had a plan, didn't you? I, I, for, for sure, I like it off centre. Also, it means that when you're in the hallway, and this is something else that um, I would think about with all my schemes is don't treat a room in isolation. Yeah. Think about your viewpoints throughout the house. So I love the fact that when I come out of my bedroom, I look down the landing and I see yeah. this beautiful I think it's oil painting really key. of flowers. Yeah. It's so pleasing. I'm a bit, what? you've got a money plant here, yes. but there's a droopy bit. I feel that you should, oh, really? you know, I feel that your money plant shouldn't droop. I am so bad with plants, Kate. I just kill them off all the time, but I just can't Don't do the, kill pla- the I money can't plant. Do the plastic plant thing. I just can't do it. I'm very okay, excited to see. I've given him a drink. Oh, well done. What's his name? Oh, does he need a name? Yeah, oh, well, he's a money plant. You've got to nurture him and love him, oh, gosh, not just stick him in the dark. What do I call him? Enrique. Enrique Iglesias, he's rich. Oh. Enrique, the money plant. Yeah, what were you going to go for? I was thinking of that guy. Oh, God, what's his name? The Tesla man. The Tesla billionaire. Elon. Elon. Call him Elon. 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 All right, oh, Elon. Elon. <laughs> You're in a drink. You're all right. <laughs> Elon, the money plant. Oh. Brilliant. 
Um, anyhow, so, hmm. <laughs> so the skirt thing. So the shh, quiet with the skirt. skirt. Skirt's They're, coming. The skirt. Have you found the material? I think I have. I'll show it you. Tell me what you think. I'll dig Do it out. Do you really want me look. to tell you what I think? No, I can't. I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show it to you. And then I'm going to run away with it and show it to Tom. And I'm going to say, look what she's doing with that. This is going to be Tom's new office. Oh. This has been a junk room for four years. And now, obviously, Tom is working from home. So we've cleared out the junk and painted it sage and onion by uh, little, little green. green. Which beautiful you, green colour. Oh, no, you like it. Oh, you went very quiet well, I'm not, I couldn't live in it, but I mean, I'm quite appreciating <laughs> the look of it. Well, it is it's beautiful. And actually, as I stand here, well, apart from Tom's van, uh, I can mostly only see green trees. Yes. So there's that beautiful link. Well, I picked this, I picked this colour and sort of showed it to Tom, who's <laughs> now got to the point where he literally just goes, yeah, okay, yeah, that's great, hun, which is amazing. I've really, really beaten him down over the last 12 years. But, but I'm interested in that because, you know, he's got to work in it and mm. you had this whole thing about your study office downstairs was going to be white because it was going to make you feel calm and inspired and able to choose bright colours. Yes. And then, you know, over a period of time, you realised it was completely, was completely the wrong, wrong. colour for you and, and white didn't make you feel the way you needed to feel in your office. So you've now come upstairs, you've dug out this old spare room and you've gone, there you are, Tom, love, this is your colour. How do you know how he's going to feel? Well, Surely he was allowed one room where he could say, <laughs> I want it white. No, I think for the, he he does have an opinion. In fact, we could ask him, he's next door, you should ask him what he thinks of the colour. But um, <laughs> with the colour psychology I do, I know he's very autumn and this is a really autumn colour. I know he's he, he's the man who wants to live outside. So look, it's green. Oh, so you've psychoanalysed him into <laughs> the right colour. A bit of psychoanalysis. <laughs> Where and is he? Also, the other thing I, I thought was, what colour haven't I done yet? I haven't done green. Maybe we should do that. So that was that as well. You just that. stay there a minute. You I, have shall to I not? really close your eyes when you look at I'm going to knock. You're going to be so shocked. Tom, she's just yammering away. Talk to me. Your new office. It's yes. quite bright green. Do you love that colour? I think I will love it when all the rest of the bits are in there. It looks a bit too green at the moment, just on its own. But once the beautiful wooden desk's in there, bit of wallpaper on the um, fireplace, chimney breast. See? I've trained him up well. Don't judge a scheme until it's finished. Mm. All right. All right. Now, now I'm going to go make lunch. Right? Who's doing this interiors podcast? So one room left to show is the kitchen, of course. And I suppose the only thing actually that's new in here, so I have been busy in here, painting my windows, have you noticed? I love a dark window frame. Well, the, the house has UPVC windows. For me personally, this is where me and Tom differ a little bit, but for me personally, that's an absolute design crime because this is a Victorian farmhouse with lots of charm and character and it's got plastic windows and they're just at odds with me. 
with it architecturally. Tom loves them because you don't have to paint and decorate them and keep them, so he thinks they're really practical. That's I which is true. I don't, I don't love them, but if we were going to change them, I wouldn't want to change them to wooden ones. No, he doesn't want wooden ones. Anyway, let's not, honestly, that's an unresolved, that's an that's unresolved a, that, design. Yes. <laughs> it's a different programme. <laughs> and he's got a chopping, a chopping knife in his hands, so I don't want to talk about it now. But the compromise has been painting them, and this is something that a lot of people don't know you can do. And in fact, our decorator... Ed was completely blown away. He used an undercoat called Zinza, which can go onto plastic. However, I've since discovered that Little Green do a UPVC primer. They oh, messaged me to, to let know. me know. So this is obviously catching on. And then I've used a Little Green paint on the top, which is lamp black. But what it's done in here is because the wallpaper's got quite a dark background with very vibrant woodland flowers popping out, painting the windows dark has made them disappear, whereas they were white. They were like, hi, we're bright white, plastic windows in a very dark room, whereas now they kind of, you don't really see them. Well, I think there's two things. One, I think, is it does, obviously, it literally frames the view, but I also think it draws your eye through to the to view outside. outside. So yeah. that is a really good link. It is, and also thinking about the fact that colour is such a brilliant ally when you're trying to distract the eye from things that you don't really like. And I think for a lot of us, when we're decorating, we don't have the budget to have everything exactly how we want it to replace these windows for us would be thousands of pounds that are staying. Um, and so by using colour to distract the eye is another one of my design principles. Yeah. And I would argue that if you have an all neutral colour palette... You, you can't use colour to distract the eye and arguably, therefore, it's more expensive to decorate in neutrals. Whereas colour, colour pop away. It's, it can hide a multitude of sins. Come on, come to the colourful side, Kate. In summary. It's been great to see that your house is actually finished. In summary, you would advise that we create a room recipe. I love that as an idea. So you bring together your ingredients, that being your colours, your textures, your patterns, create a recipe, stick with it. And that you would say one can never have too much pattern or as colour. long as or colour, but that you keep the palette of colours quite restricted so you could have a few very vibrant colours or more muted so that it's a softer palette. Mm -hmm. That would be my main takeaway. But of course we will be sharing photographs of Sophie's newly completed house on the blogs, mineismadaboutthehouse.com, she's sophierobinson.co.uk and you will also find pictures on our Instagrams, Sophie Robinson Interiors and mad about the house. And so for details of everything we've talked about today, and of course, Sophie's new online interiors course, Bold, Bright and Beautiful. No, Bold, Brave and Beautiful Interiors. She's doing so well. Bold, Brave and Beautiful. Bold, Brave and Beautiful, yeah. And of course, if you want to know more about Sophie's new interiors online course, Bold, Brave and Beautiful, beautiful, will be on her website, the aforementioned sophierobinson.co.uk. And of course, don't forget the joys of the Facebook group. Do go check out the Great Indoors podcast where we are currently chatting away about light tunnels and how to hide monstrous fuse boxes. And of course, I'm going to so casually suggest that you pop onto your podcast app and if you can, leave us a glowing review. We do read them. We do love them. And they do help us towards the next million downloads. Till next time. Thanks to our producer, Kate Taylor of Feast Collective. And thanks to all of you for listening. And we'll see you in the great indoors.
So there's three patterns on the bed linen, pillows and duvet. And a little bit of typography. Yeah, got a happy cushion, which is another vintage fabric. When this is my room, I will turn that round. And then there's the, yes, it says grumpy <laughs> on the back. And then, <laughs> just for you. And then I've got Breathing. a Pierre Frey vintage floral at the window.